We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of Morning Coffee with Mavs Step Back. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find me on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trigg. You can find the pod account at Step Back Mavs. Be sure to keep an eye on that pod account on Twitter because later this week we are dropping a new t-shirt. It's got a Jaden Hardy silhouette on it with the hashtag free Jay Hardy. Uh, it's it's a really cool design. We're putting the finishing touches on it now. Uh, I'm really excited to you know get that final final product and you know put it out there. I think y'all are really going to enjoy this one. It's probably going to be our biggest T-shirt hit since the uh, since the Luca holding a holding a bat <laughs> after the Sun series. So. Uh, be sure to keep an eye on that, but whoo, man, what a last two games for the Dallas Mavericks. You know, they, before that Warriors game last week, they had really struggled. They had lost four in a row, uh, had lost like seven of their last 10, I think. Uh, and then they beat the Warriors. That one was kind of frustrating, but it was good that they were able to secure that win uh, they go on the road. They get completely embarrassed by the D- D- Detroit Pistons, uh, the worst team in the league, lost in overtime uh, despite having a chance to win it in regulation. Uh, and then they go to Madison Square Garden over the weekend in a 11.30 a.m. start against Jalen Brunson's New York Knicks, and things just click. It's the first blowout win in forever you know the the least stressful win you can think of after being down uh you know 13 early I believe it was 13 or 15 points early they ended up being up by like 32 points uh in the the third quarter of that game and ended up winning by 21 overall uh that one was great to get a big win Luca did his thing uh Tim Hardaway Jr. stayed hot and uh, Jaden Hardy even got some run uh, and scored his first NBA points. And then Luca did his thing where he got the ball after the game 
and presented it to him because Luke is a cool dude who, you know, always takes care of of those moments for rookies. So that was really cool. And then most recently, uh, last night, Monday night at American Airlines Center, the Phoenix Suns came to town. Chris Paul, he missed his, what I believe was his 11th straight game. Uh, but the Suns, you know, they're still, they haven't skipped a beat without Chris Paul. They're, they were number one in the West, 15 and seven coming in. Uh, and the, and the Mavs, they know they can compete with the Suns team. You know, they, last time they played them in the playoffs, they blew them out in game six and game seven. And then the first game of this season in the season opener, they were up 22 points at one point and they blew that lead and ended up losing by two. Uh, so in this one, they built a lead as big as I want to say 26, uh, but you know, it's just, it just goes to show you that, you know, maybe this Mavs team has the Suns number at this point. Uh, you know, they, they've been able to build these big leads against them for four straight games now, and maybe they have it figured out. And I don't know what the deal was with that season opening loss, but they obviously corrected that, uh, and, you know, ended up winning 130 to 111. Uh, now given making three pointers is a big part of this because, you know, after subpar shooting from deep from a handful of guys over the first 20 plus games of the season, uh, it started to regress to the mean a little bit. Uh, you know, on, on Monday night, they shot 20 of 41 from three, which is nearly 50%. Uh, against the Knicks in that big blowout win, they hit 24 threes. Now, given the percentage wasn't as good because it was on <laughs> it was on 61 uh, three point attempts, but <clears throat> yeah, it, it was great to see on Monday night against the Suns. Uh, you know, hitting 20 threes for the second consecutive game, and the free throws that have been a big topic of discussion all season. Mavs near the bottom; they were like 29th. After that, uh, after that horrific game against the Detroit Pistons, where they shot uh, 14 of 29 from the free throw line in a six-point overtime loss, uh, they dropped to 29th in the league on free throws. And against the Phoenix Suns on Monday, they shot 26 free throws and hit 22 of them. So 84.6%. That's much more like it. Uh, you know, that's that's what will get it done. Um, so you'd think, uh, with the Suns having DeAndre Ayton, that they would have a significant rebounding advantage. That was not the case. Uh, each team had 41 rebounds. A lot of that has to do with effort though. I mean, especially like with guys like Tim Hardaway Jr., you've seen an up and uptick in his aggression on the boards lately. Uh, just overall team rebounding has been better, um, and, yeah, the Mavs are on a roll. They've won three out of four. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough second night of the back, second night of a back-to-back uh, when they go to face the Denver Nuggets on Tuesday night because not only is it a second night of a back-to-back, it's the Mavs' third game in four nights, uh, and you're playing in the altitude in Denver. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it could be potentially be a bad 
night for the Mavs. This could very well be a scheduled loss. Um, but, you know, you never know what can happen. I mean, especially since the Mavs have figured out that, you know, Jaden Hardy is more than capable of, you know, doing some big things on the court. Uh, like I mentioned, he got his first action at Madison Square Garden, uh, scored five points in, I believe, seven minutes of action. And then uh, against the Suns, he just kind of got thrown in there for the last two minutes of the game when it was a blowout. And he made the absolute most of those two minutes. <laughs> he scored ten points uh, on four of five shooting from the field, two of two from free throws uh in just two minutes of play so that was crazy uh it was great to watch him uh go out there and do his thing it's great to watch his teammates react to him doing good stuff like his teammates know how good he is and how good he can become uh you know he's the number one scorer in the g league for the texas legends he's only 20 years old uh he was the number 37 37 pick uh, in the draft but as most people know by now he was the number one recruit coming out of high school uh, in 2021. And, you know, instead of going to college, he went to the G League Ignite, and it just didn't work out the same way, you know, he thought it would. So uh, I've had a lot of people tell me that, hey, you know, if he would have done like Shaden Sharp uh, with Portland Trailblazers and just, you know, sat out the year instead of uh, instead of going to the G League, he probably would have been a lottery pick, talking about Hardy. Uh, so, uh, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. The Mavs appear to have gotten a steal. And Jason Kidd has vowed to find playing time for Hardy going forward. Even, you know, Luca in his post-game press conference after the Suns game, he was asked about how ready he thought Hardy was. And, you know, Luca joked and said, oh, that's not my job. I just work here, yada, yada. Uh, but then he said that, you know, Hardy has shown that he is he is a really good player. And, look, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. Uh, there's going to be defensive lapses. He still has to learn a lot on that end of the floor. But offensively, this dude has got it. He has got it. There, He is a natural-born scorer. He can score with contact. He can hit a mid-range. He can, you know, hit threes, uh, spot-up threes, step-back threes. I mean, it's just it's just effortless for this dude. He can move. He can do it with the ball. He can move off ball. I mean, this is the kind of guy that could really provide a spark for the Mavs in the second half of this season if something happens and he gets enough opportunity. So, I am very excited for the the Jaden Hardy party. Uh, again, those T-shirts are coming out soon. The hashtag Free Jay Hardy. T-shirt. It's kind of a play on the free Roddy B uh, shirts that Mike Fisher made back in the day, uh, but you know, a little bit more modernized, and I think everybody will like it. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. But yeah, second half of back-to-back. Uh, we'll probably get to see some more Jaden Hardy minutes since it is the third game in four nights, and he is, you know, shown that he can fill it up. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And Kimba Walker, he has been, you know, activated for the Mavs too. He hasn't made his debut yet, but what better time to do so when the team is on tired legs? Uh, in the altitude of Denver on the second night of a back-to-back. So uh, maybe we get uh, Kimba Walker, Jaden Hardy bench backcourt tonight. <laughs> uh, and we'll see how that goes. Because, look, by all accounts, our guy Grant Afseth, he tweeted this out the other day. Uh, but, you know, by all accounts, Kimba Walker has looked great uh, in his, his workouts and his prep uh, to get back on the court. You know, he's been working out with the Texas Legends and everything uh, in preparation for his debut, and there's been concerns about his knee, but uh, by all accounts, it seems like he is ready to go, and I'm excited to see what he can provide uh, for this Mavs team because I don't think he's going to be a star. I don't think he's going to, you know, I don't think he's going to, you know, blow the door, doors off or anything, but if he can just provide a little bit of stability a little bit more stability to that second unit, especially when Luca goes to the bench. Um, I think that will, you know, be worthwhile in itself. And uh, and by the way, I, I kind of gaffed on the uh, on the Suns' record earlier. They were sixteen and seven coming into last night's game against the Mavs. They're now sixteen and eight after the loss. The Mavs improved to twelve and eleven on the year. Uh, which is, you know, they're they're above 500 again, which was, let's see, they were under 500 for about nine days. <laughs> so about, about a week and a half, they had dropped under 500, just weren't playing very good basketball. Uh, but they're, they seem to be back on track now. Um, and 
look, they're they're ninth in the West right now. So I mean, it's not great, but you know, in the loss column, they're only uh, two games back of the Grizzlies, who are in the third spot. So you know, if they if they get things rolling, then you know, a couple weeks from now, they'll be back up in that that top six in the West for sure. Uh, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things where you just, you wish the Mavs could get off to a faster start to avoid some of these, uh, some of these scenarios where they have to exert themselves and make a comeback in the second half of the season. And, uh, you'd like them to have a little bit of cushion, but you know how, you know what they say, it's, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And hopefully this is something that can be sustainable, for the Mavs going forward, what they've found in these last in three of these last four games, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I, I still think they're eventually going to have to address a couple of things at the trade deadline. Uh, the Chicago Bulls situation is one I've written about on DallasBasketball.com. Grant Afseth has as well. Uh, that's a situation we're keeping our eye on. The Bulls are. They're horrible this year, nine and fourteen, very underwhelming. Uh, and this is a team that was, you know, supposed to be a title contender. They were supposed to be a title contender last year, and they fizzled out uh, toward the end of that year. And then, so coming back this year, you know, fully healthy, aside from uh, aside from Lonzo Ball being out, it's like, okay, well, are they going to get back on track? They added Goran Dragic. Uh, you know, and then it just hasn't panned out for them. And there's been tension between Zach Levine and uh, Bulls coach Billy Donovan. Uh, you know, it's really not even Zach Levine's team anymore. DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan has kind of taken over that spot. So uh, people have wondered if if uh, Zach Levine is going to want out. And, I mean, look crazier things have happened i mean we've been pipe dreaming zach levine to the mavs for years now uh and you know we're approaching the territory of it being the most realistic (laughs) the most realistic time for something like that to happen uh if it is going to happen now it's still pipe dreamy it's not you know i'm not out here saying it's gonna happen but I'm just saying uh, you have to have a perfect storm of circumstances for stuff like that to happen, and I think we're approaching that territory. So um, even if it's not Zach Levine, the the Bulls situation overall is just so interesting to me. Like, uh, would we love to have Levine on the Mavs? Absolutely. Would we love to have DeMar DeRozan on the Mavs? I would. I think he'd be great as a second fiddle to Luka on this roster um you know and he's 33 years old so i mean it's not i mean he's putting up great numbers still at that age but i mean uh what with one more year left on his contract and 33 years old how much are you realistically going to get back for demar derozan if you're the chicago bulls um so alex caruso he's a you know he's like a rotation piece but he's a high energy guy i'd love to have him on the mavs uh vucevic eh, i mean i don't i wouldn't mind having him on the mavs but i think it would have to be like a package deal like if if he's coming to the mavs <laughs> i want one of levine or uh demar derozan in that package as well so you know 
I don't know. It's interesting. I, I'm interested in seeing how the Bulls uh, rebound or don't rebound from this really bad start heading into uh, the February trade deadline, and we'll see if the Mavs can make a move because our guy Mark Stein over the summer, you know, when it got to uh, when it got close to free agency, he made a report that the Mavs were weighing an option. They were weighing their options of potentially, you know, entering the sign-and-trade bidding for Zach Levine. So, we know the Mavs like Levine, and we know that they've had interest there in the past, uh, and that was even after his his knee issues. So, we'll see if, you know, they kind of try to wedge their foot in the door, so to speak, uh, as the trade deadline nears. That, that would be pretty cool to finally – have a true second star next to Luca, and you know, given Levine's uh, recent knee issues paired with his uh, big contract. I mean, he's still young, but given the knee issues and the big contract, I think he could be a second star that the Mavs could actually afford without you know completely completely selling the farm, so to speak. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Um, some other notes from Mavs Suns that I didn't get to earlier. Uh, so I mentioned that Jaden Hardy scored 10 points in two minutes. Uh, that was one point less than what Devin Booker, Booker scored in 30 minutes. Booker had 11 points in 30 minutes on four of 13 shooting. Just an awful night for D-Book. Uh, and Jaden Hardy came in the last two minutes of the game and nearly outscored what Booker did for the entire uh, game for Phoenix. Uh, DeAndre Ayton led the way for Phoenix with 20 points uh, and eight rebounds. The Suns had, let's see, one, two, four of their five starters scored in double digits, and then they had three guys off the bench scoring double digits too, and Damian Lee, Landry Shamit, and Josh Akogi. Uh, so they had balanced scoring across the board overall, but man, they just they had no answers uh, for the Mavs offense, uh, which put up 23 or made 23s uh, for the second straight game. Tim Hardaway Jr. kept his hot shooting going. He finished with 17 points in just 23 minutes as a starter. Uh, shot six of 12 from the field, five of nine from three. Uh, had a couple of assists in there, a steal three rebounds so good overall game for tim hardaway jr again uh spencer dinwiddie uh he didn't shoot the ball well it was only five of 15 from the field got blocked at the rim a handful of times by Aiton, uh but he finished with uh, 21 points in 28 minutes luca led the way as he always does by scoring 33 points uh, he had eight assists six rebounds Two blocks and a steal. You know, he's been getting his defensive stats every single night this year. Very, very improved defensive player. Uh, and in 29 minutes, he scored those 33 points on 12 of 20 shooting. Uh, the efficiency just stays incredible for Luka on a nightly basis. And his three-point shooting is having an uptick as well. Uh, he shot four of nine from three-point range. So... It's been really encouraging to see this regression to the mean across the board with some of these guys shooting threes. Dorian Finney-Smith, he's still struggling. Uh, you know, Reggie Bullock, he's still struggling. But, you know, if those two guys can even 
get a slight uptick toward what their career averages are, uh, you know, the Mavs are going to continue to have big-time wins like this. And look, even if they don't, I mean, guys like Josh Green, you know, he Josh Green in 31 minutes against the Suns, he was 6 of 7 from the field uh, and was a team high plus 26 had 16 points. So, I mean, Josh Green has become a play, a real big-time player for the Mavs. Uh, you know, the stats aren't always going to be eye-popping as far as the points. You know, 16 points isn't, you know, huge, huge. But based on how the first two years of Green's career have gone, it's pretty incredible. Uh, and he has been – he has just been such a bright spot for this team this year. And thank goodness because, like I said, with Finney Smith and Bullock – you know, struggling the way they have, they needed a boost uh, with their wing depth. So, shout out to Josh Green. He's been amazing. He's going to be a key part of this team, you know, going forward. And uh, it's great to see him continue his positive progression. Uh, and then last but not least, Christian Wood, uh, 27, point, 27 minutes off the bench, uh, shot 6 of 12 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, uh, had nine rebounds, five assists, and 18 points in those 27 minutes. So, really nice game from Christian Wood. He, he seems to play very well against the Phoenix Suns. He played well against them on opening night, and there was that big debate about whether he should have you know, finished the game and if the Mavs would have held on to their lead if he had. Uh, but, you know, he, he got to finish against the – Suns in this one, and the Mavs ended up taking care of business. So, uh, overall, great stuff for the Mavs right now. They seem to be back on track. We'll see if that continues against Denver, and we will be back on here to recap the next handful of games uh, later this week. So, guys, I appreciate it. Y'all be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That really helps us out. Uh, and uh, like I said, be on the lookout for those uh, Jaden Hardy t-shirts that are coming out later this week. Guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you next time. Y'all have a good one. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.